Hi, you guys. Hey. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Hello. Oh, uh, no. I need to be rebooted. <laughs> yeah. Someone's stuck in a loop. guys uh is it time for picks <laughs> <laughs> i could do picks any guys watch um the mitchells versus the machines it's a pretty good one i started it and i haven't finished it yet uh i, I only got it like you know 10 minutes in uh, but uh but it's so far in 10 minutes it's it's good it's about technology like this show <laughs> ah, really yeah okay you really tied good. it in there mm-hmm, 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 <laughs> good job is that all, that's all you've got to say? I don't even know. I know it's an animated movie on Netflix. That's correct? Yeah, it's an that's animated correct. movie on Netflix. It's made by the same people who made Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. I do like oh, Spider-Man. Right. Which I haven't seen. Uh, but it's a shame. Good. It's a great movie. It really is. But I really, uh, it's really good. It's, it's very compellingly told. They've got some great cameos, some great voice actors in general. My old friend Conan O'Brien's in it. He's not my friend. But uh, it's really, it's fun. <laughs> Okay. All right. It's 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 good. It's clever. It's moving. It's sweet. I think you'll all love it. We watched a movie from a couple of years ago called Widows. Have you guys seen this? No. no. Very good. Uh, it is basically the premise of this movie is a crew of of robbers dies on the job, and their wives are on the hook, and so are forced to do the job <laughs> instead. But it's like it's got a great cast. It's got a uh, Viola Davis. Uh, and Michelle Rodriguez oh, and Liam yeah. Neeson and I remember the I remember seeing the uh, the trailer for this. It's very the very movie. good. The trailer looks great. Yeah, it's yeah. A, it's a lot. It's got some some hard hitting stuff. Yeah, there's like a like every even the minor roles. It's like oh here's the 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 guy who's running for uh, for like alderman in this local district of Chicago. It's Colin Farrell, and here's his dad Robert Duvall. And it's like Jesus, everybody's in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's surprisingly it's got some like great comedic moments, but it's surprisingly like dramatic and emotional. Like it, it like uh, it actually it has it has a nice. Uh, there's a lot there's a lot going on there. It's directed by um Steve McQueen who did 12 Years a Slave. So like it looks great. It's got some really fascinating like 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 cinematographic work in it, like some some beautiful shots that's set in Chicago, like lot lot there. Um special call out to uh, Elizabeth Debicki who's a a British actress who's friend been in show. friend of the show. Uh <laughs> Who's been in, uh, she was the villain in The Man from Uncle from a few years back. She was uh, yeah, in yeah, The yeah. Night Manager. Oh, spoiler. Uh, I, I, that's not really a spoiler. Uh, she's she's <laughs> amazing. And it's hilarious, too, because she's probably. <laughs> I don't remember how that movie goes. <laughs> she's probably like six, five. She's taller than me and Lex, I think. Combined. Combined? <laughs> yes. <laughs> She's twelve eleven. This is true. <laughs> Sorry, she's six foot three, but you put her next to like Viola Davis, and it is comical how tiny Viola Davis is. Uh, anyways, good movie. Uh, I recommend it highly. The best part was discovering. I thought I was excited about my pick. Jesus, this is this. You were, yeah, really. We'll never get to up. your pick. This is. A big I don't deal. think we're ever going to get your pick, Lex. Yeah. If you're going to do a pick. I mean, you better come. I make understand. it freaking, make it worthwhile. Do a pick, okay? Like, I don't want a wishy washy fucking pick about like, nah, this movie was all right. No, I want to pick that you're excited about. You are excited about it. He's very excited. I haven't heard you this excited since you talked about Command Line Heroes. But please, Let continue. Me... 
That was just my first pick. I got more, but let's let's let John get a pick in. Stop talking so much, Lex. Jesus. I'm wow, sorry. Jeez, man. Yeah. No, Lex, you go ahead. You already no, gave no, a pick. I, I you literally you're, started you're with one, a pick. You're the one who wanted to do picks. No, no, I'm, I'm, I was just, I was, I, all I was commenting on with, with good humor was Dan really is into Widows, you said it was, and that's a movie? Yeah. A movie. <laughs> Were you not listening at I'm all? I'm kidding. <laughs> Come on, that's, that's good. Uh, but no, Dan was very excited. But no, uh, Mitchell vs. Machine, I would say, I think is especially up the alley of anybody who likes tech and or kids and it's uh, you know it's it's a sony i guess of the people behind it and so you know you know yes. when you're going to watch a pixar movie you know kind of what it's going to be like and i think that sony animation has now gotten to that point because from the, yeah. the the ones yeah. that they've considered them, there's kind of a similar visual style to them and like there's there's i don't know not not a trope necessarily but just a vibe there's a vibe it's it's really good i i i give it my highest recommendations how about that i like it almost okay. as much as dan likes widows i i have heard nothing but good things about it and what about you, Moltsy? Um, Do you have a pick? I could have a pick if you like. It's not a. It's not entertainment, and <laughs> I know this is an enter- I know this is an entertainment podcast yes, now. So um, I, I feel bad that it's not about entertainment. But um, I was. I don't know if you've noticed. I've been making a lot of T-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> Some say I might have a problem, but um, I say I have a solution, and mm, that is T-shirts. Mm. And um, I, to date, have just been using Pixelmator because that's something that I have and I've been using it for a long time for different, uh, you know, picture st- related stuff. And yeah. um, it's not really the best tool for making <laughs> for making T-shirts. So I was like, I should get a vector graphics application. And mm. so I looked around a little bit and uh, and I got Affinity Designer, which is on sale, which is one of the reasons why I wanted to mention it is because mm. it's at least it was last week when I bought it. Um, and it's like 10 bucks for the iPad and 25 for the mac which is crazy cheap when you consider like all the stuff that's packed into it um so i have been having a lot of fun just like tooling around with it and um trying to go back and recreate some of the stuff that i had done before except now with with vector (laughs) now with vector that, that make it a lot that make it a lot easier to actually manipulate after the fact when i get when i say actually this should be this color instead of Instead of, you know, so this one's slightly off. I want to change this. And it's like, oh, no, this is like, these are all pixels and they're all mushed together. So um, I have been enjoying it. And if you are looking for something, it's on sale right now. And so uh, go get it. I'm curious for that price. Do you both get direction and speed? <laughs> it's a physics joke. I, I Never mind. It's fine. <laughs> so I have some exciting information, which is that. I am going to have to have to at least temporarily and possibly for the whole episode leave. I just found out. But before I do, I bought a few minutes and I would like to very quickly plow through some questions from listeners uh, because they're in my inbox and we can't ask them and answer them if I don't stay for that. So Jack Carlson wrote, oh, no, and then sent a link to the news about the Peloton Dread Plus recall. It's fine, Jack. Don't worry. I'm keeping mine. It's all good. They're going to make a repair at some point. Mahir says, from the Apple versus Epic lawsuit discovery slash evidence emails, did you see anything funny? And we already did that one. <laughs> oh, maybe we didn't do that one. But he said, "Did you see anything funny or interesting that caught your eye?" I love seeing the Tim Cook uses the default signature sent from my iPad. I have thoroughly enjoyed those messages. I, I do look at all the screenshots and printouts of emails that they share. There are times Phil, when Phil you know, Schiller uses a lot of exclamation points. Oh yeah, and there, there are times when I'll see people who I don't know if they're still on Apple's PR team. But people who I know from Apple's PR team who are like, well, if that's what we're saying is the reason, why don't we just say it publicly uh, for an app rejection? And they're like, the response is because it's a bullshit reason. So I appreciate, I appreciate that Apple doesn't want the press to be informed with bullshit things. That's that's nice. Hmm. Yeah. Anything okay. else you guys want to share on that front? 
Mm, uh, I feel like yeah. we covered it last yeah, week. Yeah, we did talk a bunch about it last week. Yeah. And I don't think I picked up anything, any new ones this week. A listener now referring to uh, themselves as Dan's mom says, uh, here are some fancy transition examples. Between interlude and chapter three and between interlude and chapter eight, both have a direct reference to the last sentence in the previous chapter, but the story is in a different time. This was a, a yes, this is a follow up member who was talking about your chapter transitions in your books. I mean, thank you. I, well, they asked how I did it. And the answer is I wrote them. I don't really know if I have a better answer for that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. They're flashback things that happen and I key them. I don't know. I kind of imagine it like a TV show, right? Where like you see a, something triggers a flashback and then, you know, you do like a, like a match cut or something. Uh, the show Arrow that John and I watched for many, many years would frequently do this, right? Where it would like focus in on an object and then flash back to the past, like of a similar mm, object right. or something there. It's like, oh, it's just, exactly. a, it's just a technique. Yeah. I really mm-hmm. love that in um, the movie My Cousin Vinny. It, I, I don't remember the exact lines, but he'd be like, what kind of idiot would do that? And then cut to that idiot. I just... <laughs> oh, who doesn't like a good smash cut? A good smash cut is worth its weight in gold. And then finally, Peter Nelson writes, Phew! I subscribed before Prime Day 2021. Woo! Technically not a question, Peter, but we'll allow it. Good job. I have no other answer for you. If you want to be as good feeling about yourself as Peter is about himself, prime.reboundcast.com. Guys, don't forget to tell everybody about that podcast that we love so much uh, later on. And if I can rejoin you, I will. And I'm sorry to abandon you now, but I must. Goodbye. Wow. So this is the last time we reschedule a show so that Lex can make it. <laughs> <laughs> he was here for 10 minutes. <laughs> 10, 10. Was it 10 minutes? Oh, he did just, just about, make 10 minutes. Just about 10 minutes. Yeah. Well, I guess that's better than that's about no right. minutes, I suppose. I feel like there's a... Maybe, it, or is it? Should we like graph <laughs> Lex's appearance on the show as time goes by where it's like just... I get the feeling like in the future it'll be like cameo appearance by Lex Friedman. Like he wanders through for about two mm-hmm. minutes and that's yeah. about it or 30 yeah. seconds. Maybe he's just well, the background about, of a shot. Right. We talked about that before and um, whether or not he's actually a host or... <laughs> mm, special appearance by Lex Friedman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hope his lawyers have a good contract. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I bet he, I bet they do. That's probably true. That's the only thing he's got going <laughs> no, for him, really. Lex and knowing his and knowing his employment history, I bet, I bet that's yeah. Uh, he's got got good representation. Conclusion. Thing. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be an issue. Do you want to talk about some bad rep- representation? Oh, let's talk about bad representation. Let's do it. Yeah, this this guy that Apple just hired. <laughs> oh yeah, what is with this? This is a weird choice. I double checked this. this guy. This guy sounds awful. <laughs> I double checked this because I was like, okay, that can't be. It's just one guy tweeting it. And I looked up the 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 name of this fellow on LinkedIn. And sure enough, it says he's a product, I've forgotten now, product manager or something on in the advertising group. But yes, there is a story. Uh, his name, I'm looking it up now, Antonio Garcia Martinez, who I guess right. used to work at Facebook. And I saw a headline saying somewhere like, that is the least objectionable thing about him. Exactly. Yeah, you know, the big, well, I don't know if this is the big problem or not, but it is uh, not great is um, this quote that's been floating around where he says, here's the reality. Most people don't care about privacy. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And then come to find out he's also like a survivalist, um, bought a bunch of land up here in the Pacific Northwest and stocked it with guns and solar panels and stuff <laughs> it's very strange because like some of this felt like uh, i could have been seem like a good fit yeah i mean some of it when i first started like like reading some of it was like okay maybe some of this is like performative almost right where it's like i say the uh, those people we all know the assholes we all know who's like i just like saying things that piss people off right right like, that right, would right. still not be great right. but at least you get the feeling that like he was only here for 10 minutes right <laughs> 
But you get the feeling maybe like this guy will tow the company line or whatever, right? When he's well, yeah, yeah. true, right? I know, and that was yeah, that was my initial thought until I started read, read more about him. About him. <laughs> like, I just I don't know. Oh no, this guy really seems horrible. Yeah, I just don't know why you would go out of your way to hire this guy either to recruit him, which seems ridiculous, or to not do the background, you know, looking of looking up of this guy if you're the person hiring him and he's applying to you yeah. to work at your at your company so yeah and and knowing you know a- a- apple trying to project an image of caring about people's privacy you'd think that they would at least do some vetting on things that he said publicly in the past and maybe <laughs> not hire people who have said things that are completely antithetical to your message yeah i and i don't really know what happens now like that's the question is do you think do you think apple decides to do anything about them. this yeah i think they no. just i, I think, think they just wait till it blows I, think, over. I would imagine that they yeah i would imagine they will keep him hope it blows over and then see what you know i mean it's possible they had a conversation with him like you know did you really mean this and he said no no i just said it because i worked at facebook right but he yeah. i think he, i mean they end, hired kevin they hired kevin lynch i mean the, the guy was like you know the guy ran flash um sure and that seems to have worked out pretty well that's a, this guy only I mean, worked at, different this guy only worked at facebook i think it says he left uh, I didn't think he was there that long. I'm trying to decide if that. I don't know if that. Um, I don't think that interview he gave specifically talking about that. I think he was already he had already left Facebook at that point. I think that's right. Yeah, because he's done a bunch of other stuff. I he you know I looked up his Wikipedia page and you know he's written for a bunch of uh, publications and he's a tech entrepreneur, etc. I don't know. It seems. I don't know. It's a oh, weird choice, oh, but oh, here's another here's another quote from him. Most from his book, he has a book out called Chaos Monkeys. Mm-hmm. Should I read it or just say that it's a bad quote? <laughs> uh, we do we do uh, primary sources here on the rebound. Right. We're very. Yeah. <laughs> it says most women in the Bay Area are soft and weak, cosseted and naive, despite their claims of worldliness, and generally full of shit. They have their self-regarding entitlement feminism and ceaselessly vaunt their independence. But the reality is, come the epidemic plague or foreign invasion, they'd become precisely the sort of useless baggage you'd trade for a box of shotgun shells or a jerry can of diesel. (laughs) Wow. All right. Well, that was way worse than I thought it was going to be. So now I think they should fire him. (laughs) Yes. No, I'm with you. What the fuck? I, 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 uh, yeah, what, I mean, <laughs> I was, I was okay with the quote about <laughs> privacy. I was bothered by the, you know, stockpiling guns and, and stuff. Um, I think I'm out now. I, I, I don't get it. I, it seems again, yes, you're right. Very antithetical to Apple's stated philosophies on a lot of things, really, really exactly. a lot of things. Yeah. So yeah, well, maybe that changes our opinion well, on how Apple handles that. <laughs> We will, uh, I guess we'll see what happens here. Yeah. That'll be, uh, that'll be interesting to watch. But it made a, a heck of a news cycle. Um, so yeah. I, we'll see how long that persists. Uh, the other thing I saw going around, um, and I know Gruber linked to it, but obviously it was on Apple's PR site, was they're talking about uh, all, the, all the great stuff Apple's done. All the great work they've done <laughs> in, in protecting you from bad things mm-hmm. in the App Store, which right. I thought was fascinating. As Gruber points out, there's no surprise in this showing up, you know, and frankly, it is is 
perfectly transparent that they're putting this out there while you know the case with epic is going on so they can talk about how great all the work they do with the app store is but it does still showcase some interesting numbers about all the different things that they've tried to do uh and sort of i think for the first time really puts figures on a lot of those and i think there's no surprise in thinking that the the app store is a huge like attack surface you know for apple right like that is a great opportunity for people to try and do fraudulent things or take advantage of customers because it's a great way to interact directly with customers and so there's no surprise that that there's a lot of shit on there uh, and that they yeah. do a better job than I think a lot of people give them credit, right? Because we only see the stuff that makes it through. And that's bad, but it also, you know, implies that it could be a lot worse. I'm not sure, you know, whether this is something that ends up making their point or making the point against them. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I mean, it does seem, I mean, it's... <laughs> I don't know where to come down on this completely. You know, I mean, they're they're obviously they obviously are overinflating. They're at the very at the very least they are overinflating what it is they do. Mm-hmm. But also, you know, there's a question of whether or not. I mean, there's a whole question as to whether or not <laughs> they provide much of anything at all. Right. I mean, and and the question is, does it matter? Right. Like, if your answer is like, look, we only let this very small percentage through that are actually you know malicious and the answer is yeah but those still got through (laughs) like and the answer is like yeah there's always going to be some i think you know the gruber calls this the five nines problem right where it's like you know you're 99.999 you get it it, like that much of it but the problem is Mm -hmm. on the scale because you have so much stuff on there yeah, it's right. still a lot, right? And it I still think seems, yeah, it comes up. Yeah, right, yeah. right. I mean, so, you know, that that developer who went around and found all all, all those examples of crappy apps, um, it seemed like an awful lot. But yeah. as a percentage of however many millions of apps there are, um, maybe not that much. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. A lot of people seem to be of the opinion that um, Epic just can't win this case. Yeah. Well, that's what, yeah, and that's what it seems like. I mean, it seems like on the merits, at least, that Apple, I mean, and, you know, this is the interpretation of people who are smarter than me and <laughs> and have right. more legal degrees than I do, which would be any. <laughs> so, <laughs> I have one that's from a cereal box, It though. seems like the consensus amongst those people is that, yeah, that um, Epic really doesn't have a leg to stand on here. Also, that Epic is mostly doing this as kind of PR and possibly trying to grease the skids for some sort of right well and, and air action in congress air apple's dirty laundry right like it's good yeah right you know it's mm-hmm. it's it's you know <laughs> it is definitely a uh a pyrrhic victory i feel like in some ways you yeah. know it's sort of the yeah we're gonna you know basically get everything out there in the public so that people can complain about how terrible apple is about all these things and right. maybe that either i i don't know if that'll backfire though because i think if apple wins this case as it seems like they may, and basically walks away scot-free, does that just embolden Apple and be like, look, you know, the courts upheld what we were doing, so we're just going to keep doing it. Well, again, though, I mean, again, though, even if they walk away from this particular case scot-free, I think there's enough going on in Congress right now that they, yeah. so they, can't, they can't completely feel like that. Sure, yeah. I, the, the, problem, the thing with Congress is always just like, how long does it take them to do anything? <laughs> and can they? That's a <laughs> different podcast. Congress? <laughs> Yeah, my point is, why would you be too worried if you're like, yeah, they'll get around to it in six true. or seven years? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. 
You know what you know. won't get around to in six or seven years, John? What you'll get around to today because I'm telling you that you need to do it right now. Okay. Uh, well, I'll write it down when you tell me. Yeah, go listen to a podcast. I'm going to tell you which oh, okay. podcast. Not this one, but another one that's <laughs> probably as good. If not, let's be frank, better. <laughs> This episode of The Rebound is brought to you by Command Line Heroes. It's a podcast that tells the epic true tales of developers, programmers, hackers, geeks, and open source rebels who are revolutionizing the technology landscape. Season 7 of Command Line Heroes is available now, which explores the pivotal year of 1995. I remember it so do I. like it was yesterday, John. I know. It seems like not that long ago. Uh, but it was the start of the dot-com boom, but a lot of things had to come together for the internet to succeed. Long before you could just hop on GoDaddy to grab a domain name, for example, there was a woman you actually had to call. Elizabeth Jake Feinler was the keeper of all domains. Episode one of the season features a conversation with a woman herself, now in her 90s, about how she managed the internet and how her team needed to create DNS, the domain name system. Plus, 1995 saw the launch of a brand new search engine that took the world by storm. It had a number of firsts, a fast and advanced web crawler, whole page translation from a number of different languages back in English and something called Flypaper. You might think that's Google. No, it's not Google. It's Alta Vista. You get to hear how it became the first search engine for the 21st century. Fun fact. I knew uh, that answer. I was in high school <laughs> in 1995 and I remember teaching. Um, I was in a technology class and I can like my teacher asked me to present like a, a class one day about how to effectively search using Alta Vista. And I taught them how to use like operators, which they you can still have in Google now, right? Oh, we yeah. can do like plus right. cite right. something. Yeah. All that stuff started with Alta Vista. I remember showing people how to use it and like find better search results. So that was the day. Anyways, <laughs> I got a sneak preview of season seven of Command Line Heroes. I listened to the episode about web design and how that started to come into the forefront <laughs> of 1995. I know, right? Wild. Uh, and specifically <laughs> about the website for the movie Batman Forever, which yeah. is often still held up to be lauded as like this really impressive bit of web engineering, especially in the mid 90s. And one could easily argue way better than the movie. And so there's a, <laughs> some great interviews with the folks who worked on that. And there are pioneers like Jeffrey Zeldman, who, who talk about the experience of like how they had to go around and actually create these things and learn how to build websites and do things that websites couldn't do because like there was no flash at that time. So figuring out how to do animations and stuff like that required all this digital trickery. Anyways, really cool episode. Check it out. Search for Command Line Heroes anywhere you listen to podcasts. We'll include a link in the show notes. And our thanks to Command Line Heroes for their support of The Rebound. So that Lex doesn't have to be here. And no link to no. that show that I don't link to. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I can't remember the name of it right Yeah, now. that's because maybe, <laughs> maybe if you put a link maybe if you put a link in the show notes. Maybe if you put a link in the show notes. Uh, no, when he's the villain in the upcoming Black Widow movie, you'll have to you'll have to link to him. Sorry, I, I, not just really. I still don't have to. <laughs> rules. Sorry, I don't make the rules. I just enforce them. Mm. The uh, M1 iMac has started. There's benchmarks of those have started to show up, and uh, apparently, this may shock you, John. They perform <laughs> like M1 Macs. <laughs> That's weird. I was expecting something completely different. Did not see that coming. Let me tell you. No, I did not. Yeah. Well, that's good to hear. Yeah, so I, I guess they're they're no worse. Than, <laughs> Science yeah. still works, I guess. Is that mathematics still yeah. works? Yep, exactly. Good Everything's still good. Well, we were uh, we were talking online about about this this thing uh, um, about Aki. Oh yeah, yeah. And you noticed that, right? I did notice a, that. What did you buy? I bought a hub because I ran out of ports on my iMac, right. and yeah. uh, 
I was like, oh, I'll just plug a USB-C hub in that has like just USB-A ports on it. And I thought that seemed like a perfectly fine solution. And, you know, it's a $12 little piece of plastic. But I uh, I ran into a problem today because I was going to use, I was going to be recording a show from uh, outside of my house, which is a little scary. But <laughs> I realized... I know. I, I realized that my travel mic, which is a uh, Audio-Technica ATR2100, which I've taken on me, like all the trips I go on, I always take that when I'm recording a podcast. I realized that because I bought my M1, uh, I no longer have a USB-A port on it. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, I can't plug this in. So I was like, oh, but I have this hub. Can I plug my you know, USB-A port into that and then plug that into the computer? And it's like it got power and it showed up in like as an audio device but it would not receive any audio. Like if I, you know, tried to open QuickTime Player and hit record, right. it just didn't record anything. And I was like, I have no idea what's going on. Well, I'll look up this. Maybe this is a known thing. I'll look it up on Amazon. And when I went to Amazon, looked it up in my order history, and it's like, oh yeah, this is not Amazon anymore. I'm like, what the fuck? I bought this like less than a month ago. Uh, and it turns out that Amazon has been sort of selectively pulling a bunch of the Aki stuff. It sounds like in yeah. part because they're like trying to solicit reviews yeah i saw somebody had, yeah somebody had retweeted uh that right like you know if you if you provide a review for this we'll give you a hundred bucks or something you know like i think it was less than that it was like, i think it was like 10 but was it 100 was it 10 i, I mean was, I, I was, that's why because I, I thought i thought oh my god 10 i mean 100 is a lot <laughs> oh there's some you're maybe right right there is one that it was maybe it yeah. depends on how like expensive a thing because like somebody was talking yeah, about reviewing a standing desk and it had a note offering a hundred dollars for a quote honest review yeah uh but there yeah. were others that had like ten dollar gift cards or something like that okay but it may not that may have been a different accessory maker yeah. um still that's wild yeah that is, so yeah i mean i saw that they had been they were cracking down on some of these um you know and ones that were putting up phony baloney uh reviews and stuff like that um and but i didn't really expect it to be aki because i have a bunch of i mean you know nothing much but i have like a bunch of adapters for USB C. The A adapters, um, and I'm sure I have a, a few other things, but I just can't think of what they are. And they've always worked fine. Yeah, I don't think there's um, anything bad. So it's like it's about like I don't know, it's like why 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 do they need to do? That? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because like for a long time, I think like Anchor was the brand that everybody went to and was like, oh, you know, they're cheap and maybe slightly sketchy, but all their stuff seems to work okay. And then they became right. kind of pretty respectable. And got mm -hmm. a lot of their stuff like well rated and reviewed and stuff. So it's like all of a sudden a whole bunch of other businesses sort of got into it where they're like, oh, well, we'll be the cheap janky one now. <laughs> like, Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah which I <laughs> thought. And, and yeah, Aki, I think, is probably towards the better end of that list. They seem to be pretty, yeah. pretty, yeah. pretty fine. But it's. Uh, yeah, that's why. And that's why I didn't. I mean, you know, I wouldn't have expected it from somebody who sold stuff that seemed to work fairly well and and had a name that i recognize that it feels like it is a name that most people who buy this stuff know right? i think it's like you can buy an aki thing and it's usually it's usually fine it's right. not going to be a complete piece of garbage i do you think um, it's just a function of like you know kind of back what we were talking about a minute ago with the app store too right where it's like just a function of online yeah, marketplaces so. right where it's like yeah right right i mean i mean i don't right i don't understand I don't play in that pool, so I don't I don't know uh, what you need to do in order to compete there, obviously. <laughs> and yeah. maybe they, they obviously felt like that was something that they needed to do. Right. And it's um, it's 
it's weird too because so in so much of that case like the stuff it's it's because everybody expects I, I, it's not quite the same problem as like you know when you rode an uber or a lyft and it's like well you have to give your rider five stars because anything below five stars is terrible and they'll you know right. not be able to feed their family and whatever yeah i think it's the same thing similarly with with app store stuff it's like well if it's five if it's not five stars people aren't gonna buy it um hilariously kind of linked in with this i was in a mall for the first time this past weekend and oh, i'm sorry yeah me too i didn't even like going <laughs> to the mall beforehand but they had us there's a there is a store in there that is literally just amazon sells stuff that's four stars or over for it's called like amazon four star and it's literally <laughs> oh like a, a brick and mortar amazon store where it's four stars <laughs> and my wife and i were talking about it it was like and we we're like why why not just sell the five star thing <laughs> Why, why the four star yeah. things that's weird yeah, right right um <laughs> uh, but it's like well, a, i guess i mean i guess yeah. the, maybe there's like a, I mean, it seems like most everything it's very i don't find things that are completely five stars you usually find stuff that are like four and a half yeah no it's fair there's always there's always somebody who's going to complain about things right right but it was still funny to be like what a weird what a weird thing to exist in the world yeah. it's like a it's, selection it's, of so things. this was this was run by Amazon. Yes, I, I, I must yeah. have been. There's yeah. no way anybody right. is making a store. With the, an, I mean, if that was the name, there's no yes. way they could have put Amazon in the name. Yeah. Yeah. Right. No, it is. It, but it was so weird to see it in the store. And I also found myself despairing because at the same time, I noticed that this did not. There was literally no uh, there's no bookstore in, oh, in this yeah, mall. I was like, oh, there's no yeah. there's no bookstore. But there's a store that sells all the four star <laughs> shit from Amazon. Uh, I'm just depressed. No wonder. Now. No wonder we have a problem here. Yeah. Uh, no wonder this country's such a mess. This is, I think, it illuminates the problem. Yeah. So anyway, it's such a weird, such a weird thing. I know. God, I can't remember the last time I was in a mall. I don't recommend it. No, well, that was the yeah. That's the thing. I mean, I've never, I've never really liked going. Yeah. Well, that's probably not true. I'm sure there was a there was a time when I did like going to the mall. You know, I a walked long, long time ago. I walked by the Apple Store. I didn't go in, but there were they were allowing people in. I'm not sure if it was just people with like appointments because I know they're doing a lot of even like shopping stuff. It requires sometimes you get appointments. Yeah. But I did see people in there, and there were like a few people waiting outside because they like metered. You know how many people they could have in the store at any given time. Right. I don't know. It's funny because, like, you know, my wife was doing some shopping, and I usually that would be a time where it's like, oh, I'll just go to the Apple store and like muck around with some of the stuff in there yeah, for a bit. But, but I no. didn't really want to do that. So, yeah. no. Instead, I bought a shitty pretzel and then I went outside and I ate it. <laughs> <laughs> that was the responsible thing to do. Yeah, exactly. It's just, it's just good sense. Yeah. Yeah. That's too, it's too bad it was shitty. Yeah. I mean, it's an Auntie Anne's pretzel. You, you know exactly what you're getting, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Sure. And, and there was a time I liked those, but that time was I was also probably a lot younger than I am now. <laughs> yes, we're uh, almost midway through May, right? And mm-hmm. some of these things that we ordered are shipping in later later in the month, right? Right, because the IMAX have started to. I think they're not, if not shipping, they're preparing to ship right now. Yeah, uh, and right. I've heard whispers that some of the reviewers, I think, may have them already that they may be arriving. Yes, I have heard that as well. Yeah, so. <laughs> Uh, yeah it recently and very recently arrived I yep yep so i yeah. i'm interested to see how that pans out although i think you know as we just said with the benchmarking thing nobody's expecting any bombshells in terms of performance right like the performance is going to be great yeah. we know how it's going to look and it, it does seem as though it's easily outpacing the old imax 
but you know if you've seen and then one benchmark 56 percent. yeah i think i heard that same yeah but if you you mean if you've seen an m1 benchmark at this point you've seen them all because they're the same chip (laughs) right exactly which uh is interesting because it's going to take some of the fun out of the whole benchmarking thing i feel like in the the future potentially (laughs) why is that because it's like there's no surprise right like it's like oh when a new when a new generation of chip comes out everyone's gonna be like yep that's the chip that chip's gonna be in everything and we know exactly how it will perform in pretty much every product well i mean you could you could have technically done that with i mean i guess just the fact that they are more standardized now rather than you'd you'd get max with a variety of different intel chips i guess yeah i guess that's true and the intel stuff was known but it seemed like even though sometimes it varied from platform to platform but maybe it's like yeah. yeah, maybe. I don't know. Right. Uh, um, I mean, I, not to say I'm not you excited. Ordered... Yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, I am definitely. Um, you ordered uh, 27 remotes. Is that right? I did. Yeah. One for each room okay. in every house that I've ever owned or lived in. That you've ever been in before. Yeah. Well, I, you know, you lose them so easily, John. Uh, I decided <laughs> it's best to just keep them wherever you might be. Yeah. There's this thing where you have people that are 3, 3D printing AirTag compatible TV remote cases. <laughs> I think that's funny. <laughs> which is clever. Which I think is it's clever. Funny. I mean, you know, you solve some of the problem with that remote, but not all of the problem with that remote. Although the and then but then the other one doesn't the other one isn't findable either. It's just it just happens yeah. to be bigger. It does baffle me that they didn't think to add find my support in there. Like yeah. I gather it probably I mean, would have made it more expensive they must or have something. Considered but it. Yeah, I don't they know. must have considered it. I would think so. And then decided it was too expensive. Yeah, I guess. That's the only thing I come up with. I mean, like, not that it's right. Although I, I'm kind of surprised because it's got Bluetooth in it, so you could use at least some of the Find My stuff, I feel like, but maybe yeah. not the stuff that you need, right? Like, at the very least, there should be a way to make it beep, right? The very least, there should be a way yeah. that like, you can like press a button and be like, yeah, start beeping right. so I can find you in the couch cushions. And it, yeah. it, I find it just utterly strange that they have not decided to do that because I feel like that would not be... I mean, you got to put a speaker in it or whatever, but eh, whatever. Yeah. I mean, how much is it? Like, I mean, you don't you don't have to put like a good speaker in it. No, not at all. No, you just, just need something that beeps. Just a beep speaker. If you can fit a speaker in an AirTag, you can fit a speaker in a remote easily. Easily. Yeah. I anyway, mean, I'm not an Apple engineer, them, but so. exactly. No. Yeah. We just play them on TV. Yep, that's right. Oh, actually, speaking of of TV, this is goes back to our picks at the beginning, but uh, we actually just started watching Mythic Quest, which I had not oh, yeah. tried before pretty mm-hmm. good i have to say how i was far, how far in are you about five or six episodes in the first season okay all right i need to try it again um i've tried it twice now and just hasn't stuck but I've i can understand like why so three it yeah. is definitely a certain brand of humor right and i think it's not bad like i was surprised in some ways because my wife tends to not like humor that's very awkward and this definitely has part of that mm-hmm. but it's not i didn't feel like it was quite as cringing as a lot of other stuff that i like does turn yeah. me off mm-hmm. and i think that what saves it is that even though the people some of the people are kind of awful none of them are like terribly terribly Truly awful horrible. yeah and yeah, yeah. even the ones yeah. who are awful are not awful in ways that like are are totally objectionable like the main character the rob McElhenney character is he's a gigantic egotist but he's not yeah. he's kind of like both really nice to people and also like really full of himself which i think was kind of uh refreshing it makes it it makes it work like because he's not he's not a dick he's just very obviously full of himself yeah 
So I enjoyed that. And I will say, if you haven't gotten to at least the, there is a one, like a one-off episode that is not have any of the regular cast in it. That is, I think episode five, I want to say, which okay. people have sort of held up a lot. That one's pretty great, but I like okay. the show in general and I thought it was pretty good. We'll probably keep watching this. And I think the second season of that just started. Well, I'll try, try and get through season through, through episode five. Yeah. yeah. Try again. Yeah. It'll be fine. <laughs> try, try keep trying. Again. Keep trying. You'll make it one of these days. I have faith in you, John. I will load my save game and try again. Excellent. Yeah, the uh, yeah, you and I are going to be talking about uh, Ted Lasso later. That's right. We are. I yeah, rewatched. I was. I was. I was watching. Uh, was so I was was rewatching that episode in preparation for our discussion, and just you know, started breezing into the next episode. It's like every time I I turn that show on, <laughs> like just like sucks me in again. Like I want to watch it all. I want to watch it all again. Yeah, and then I, Karen came through. You. Karen came through. I was I was making dinner, and Karen came through, and she's like, "Let's watch that again." Yeah, <laughs> well, like, okay. Well, I'll stop. I'll stop now, and then we can watch it together. Yeah, Kat came in while I was watching at lunch, and she's like, "Is this new Ted Lasso?" I was like, "No, I wouldn't watch new Ted Lasso without you. I'm not suicidal. <laughs> I'm just yeah, really. rewatching for a podcast. I watched one episode for a podcast. She's giving me a death glare from across the office right now. It's unfortunate. Could be a debilitating decision." But yeah, it's a good, it's, uh, I mean, people, people who are listening to this show do not need us to tell them that Ted Lasso is good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, another, sh- another sh- pick that I can give is, um, I, which I probably mentioned on the show before is Holy Moly, um, which, uh, came out last year, I guess. Yeah. That was because it was, they were filmed before COVID. Um, and I think it came out, you know, like February of last year or something like that. And then they did, uh, a Holy Moly Australia and, um, sent Rob Riggle down to Australia and did basically the same exact same show, but in Australia with Australians. And then um, the show, the U.S. version of the show is coming back, I believe, June 23rd. So I am. OK. Our, my family is um, very excited uh, because we love Holy Moly. So. I have not seen that one. It's really dumb. It's really dumb. <laughs> Excellent. It's really dumb, but it's dumb. It's dumb fun. If, if you don't know the premise, uh, it, it, the premise is um, extreme mini golf. <laughs> I do like mini golf. <laughs> I do like mini golf. That's good. All right. And and there's a lot of you know like the windmills are like two stories high, and um, <laughs> and and you have to dive through the blades. <laughs> oh man. Okay. <laughs> And so people are getting whacked by the blade. You know, they're not they're not sharpened or anything. They're padded. But <laughs> oh well. People get John. I'm people out. get whacked by the blades and go flying. <laughs> if there's no blades on this or delightful. pools of lava, then come on, how extreme can you be, really? <laughs> and Rob Riegel, of course, is hilarious. He just showed up in a guest bit in a show I watched called The Unicorn, which is a oh, sitcom yeah. with uh, Walt Goggins in it. And he showed up as a developer in a couple of the last episodes of the season this year, which was, it was pretty good. Yeah, good show. I'm excited because the second season, second part of the first season of Lupin comes out. They just announced in June, I think right around the time Loki starts. But if you haven't watched that on Netflix, it's a really I, great. I watched the first episode of that and I liked it. It's I, very uh, good. The problem with it is I want to watch it in French. Yep. And I can't do that and cook dinner at the same time. Yeah, that is an issue. I yeah, I it's sad yeah. because every time I watch the trailers, they're in the dub, and I'm like, these these characters don't sound right. <laughs> I don't I don't like I don't like American yeah. voices. Yeah, I so I did watch I watched the first one in well as I was making dinner in you know dubbed in English, and I, so my enjoyment was lessened by that. Yes, but I, I, but I, I think it's it seems like a good show. Highly recommend it. Subtitled, it's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I'm looking forward to that coming in June. 
this show entirely about TV. So everything, now. That's what we do. Everything that we want is 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 coming soon. That's right. Coming soon in June. <laughs> Not to rhyme, but there you go. We'll, we'll probably have to use that as the title because Lex isn't around. 